We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Simeon to the air again for Lauchs who makes the catch and has the score. This is NFL Hall of Famer Kendall Hinn and you're listening to Crush Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Crush Podcast, the podcast where two female sports fanatics give their unconventional takes on life and all things Denver Broncos. I'm your host, Lindsay Bebo, and I'm here with my awesome sauce co-host, Shelby Manning. Shelby, how are you doing tonight? That is a new adjective, Lindsay. I am doing well. It's hot outside. Um, it's fall. It's not fall in Montana. It's end summer in Montana, which to me is like the best worst time of the year. Um, best time because high school football kicks off. We kick off our season tomorrow night, and I'm super excited. But this is the time of year that wasps and gnats show up, and it's just collectively the worst for me. Um, I don't know why bugs seem to be so attracted to me, but they are. I get bit by I get bit up by mosquitoes so bad, and then the gnats have been getting me because I've been out doing lots of senior pictures. So like, gnats are these tiny little bugs, but when they bite you, they create a giant welt, and it's just not a good time. This week, I think like in one day, like ten different elementary kids told me they got stung by a wasp, and I'm just like, oh no. This is not a good time. But other than that, I'm doing well. I'm sitting in the AC right now. It's a good time to be alive. How are you doing? I'm good. I've had a busy couple weeks. Um, I was in a wedding. Then I have a really funny story about that. Um, And then I've just been, I don't know, like work's been crazy hectic, but it's kind of slowing down right now. So I'm excited about that. Um, Everything. I was looking at my calendar for September and I have something pretty much every single Saturday. And like a concert, I have a wedding. So I'm like, Lindsay, enjoy this slow period because it'll pick back up again. But again, it's all fun stuff. Um, but the wedding I was in, I guess it would have been two weeks ago now. Um, I was a bridesmaid, but I'm like just as close with the groom as I as I was with the bride. And so the groom asked me to give a speech on his behalf because he thought I'd do a better job than um, his people. They only had three each. So there were, it wasn't a very big, uh, wedding party. So I write this speech and I had it in my notes app and I had gone over it quite a bit. So I did like, I wasn't fully relying on my phone. 
Um, but so I get up there, uh, I grab the mic and I was wearing all of my kickball medals. So I look like Michael Phelps because the groom and I play <laughs> kickball together. I, as right when I get up there, mic in hand, I accidentally delete the whole thing. Oh no. Oh, it gets, it's so much better. Um, and this was a Catholic wedding, right? So I don't know if you ever know oh, Catholic okay. wedding. Yep. <laughs> would, um, they're, they're beautiful, but you know, it's a different audience. I accidentally blurt into the microphone. Oh shit! I deleted it. I like I didn't even realize that I had said that. Um, and it's really funny because someone got it on video, and you see the bride, and she I, she puts her hand over her mouth like, oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't. She wasn't supposed to say that. Um, but I so I'm I'm in the mic. I'm like, what do I do? Can I get it back, Dana? What do I do? And then I finally said something like. It's cool. I know it well enough. We're just going to go with it. And then I proceed to just fake it as best as I can. And I'm pretty sure I I did say everything that had been in there. So I think I, I fixed it nicely. And I did have people asking me if that was a stick because they thought I, I had lied about deleting it because I had pulled it off so nicely. But I felt so bad after finding out that I had cursed in front of everyone. Um, I think it's, I think it's fair. I think it's a fair thing to do. And I think I would have done a lot worse. <laughs> I have also been at Catholic events and I think just the length of them is the biggest difference to me. Oh yeah. Like a traditional wedding with the, I swear every Catholic event and all, all the love to my Catholic people. Like my, I have family that's Catholic. I have friends that are Catholic, but it's just a long event so probably by the time you got to the actual reception, maybe everyone was just so tired that they didn't hear you. No, no, or no. They were so drunk. Something. They were so drunk. It was there it's all go. good. <laughs> no, everyone was drunk. So I think it, it was fine. It's fine. We're fine. Um, But I, I feel like only you could pull oh. something off like that. Like you were the ultimate main character. But I'm just <laughs> no. thinking about like what I would do in this kind of situation. I try to think fast on my feet because being a teacher, sometimes you have to. But in that kind of situation, I think I would just die. I well, think I just would have turned to ash and fell <laughs> into the floor. I would have been standing up there with the Michael Phelps medals and not knowing what to say. And then nobody would have understood that. And then I would have looked silly. Well, and for me, I, there was a moment of heartbreak because these are two of my best friends. Like, I was so honored that I was asked to give a speech mm -hmm. and I was so excited about it. And so... I my first reaction wasn't even oh my gosh I'm gonna embarrass myself it was oh my gosh I this is like I I'm so sad right now that I I was so excited to do this and this is something that you know it's a memory that we'll all have forever and it's now I've ruined that opportunity so I don't know maybe it was like a fight or flight um reaction <laughs> at least you had looked it over enough that's something I've always worried about because um the couple of times that I was the maid of honor or a couple damn speech, Shelby, a couple of or, times you're the maid of honor. Are you okay, Miss Popular? A at a wedding. Um no Okay, says the girl that's in a wedding like every other weekend. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, the maid of honor though. But I typed it out on paper for at least one of the weddings. The other one I think I did do it on my phone, but the first time I was I gave a speech at the wedding. 
I was so nervous that I like hand wrote it and typed it and like went full OCD on this speech, like highlighted the parts that really needed to be said. And I love that. And then I got it there and I think I stumbled through most of it anyway, but there were a couple times where people laughed. So they at least got some of it. It wasn't a total train wreck. No, fake it till you make it. I love the preparation. So are you, I'm going to go with that. You are the, are you the funny speech, the really yeah, sentimental no. speech, or are you somewhere it's, in between? I I think it's, it's, it's funny, but I'm all was also cognizant. Like this is their wedding. So I'm not going to go sit up there and just make fun of him or I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit up there and make it about me. So I think there, there's a mm-hmm. fine line where I can make it funny um, and I can talk about funny things, but still make sure it's sentimental and that she, I'm highlighting, yeah. yeah, and like, I, you know, and that I'm highlighting them and what they mean to me. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's a fine line. I was like, this is not the comedy show that I did last year. <laughs> this is not the Lindsay Bevo comedy hour, Lindsay, make it about well, them. And it's, it's so different with every couple. Yeah. Because some people, you do go up there and make, like, lighthearted jokes the whole time because that's that represents them well. Or some yeah. people are super sentimental, like, you know, if it's somebody you've been friends with for 20-plus years. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So you should you should do a um, – that's another stream of income option for you, write people's <laughs> wedding speeches. Uh-huh. Get a little generator, like, fill out a questionnaire, you know, like, name of bride slash room how did yeah. you meet like ask all kinds yeah. of questions like that jokes no jokes there you go i love this idea you know what else i love shelby the fact that jerry judy is not out for the entire season yeah so if you are listening to this <laughs> i love our transitions <laughs> i'm sure you were i was not sure where you were going with that with the mood of the day i was a little skeptical to to hear what you were going to say next. So (laughs) if you are listening to this podcast at this point, you are surely already aware that Thursday, the day that we are currently recording this brought some bad news. And unfortunately this morning I'd been kind of thinking about, we had set this day to record and I'm like, what are we going to talk about? You know, we've already kind of passed the preseason blunders to the Niners we're a little past that, but unfortunately, Jerry Judy gave us some new content. Not the content I wanted, but nonetheless, here we are. Um, he he went down at practice on Thursday. Um, from what I was seeing on Twitter, it looked really bad. People were, I had seen a lot of people were surprised that it was only, um, that it was not as bad as they thought it was, or so we're hearing. We don't have any actual confirmation yet on that, though, I don't think. Like, any official timetable, just that he's expected to at le- to miss at least weeks, but we're hearing weeks and not months. So that's yeah. good. Correct. But I do always get concerned with the hamstrings. There's two, there's two injuries that I get very concerned about. The hammy and the uh, collarbone. Because... I think collarbone simply because I have the experience of breaking mine and I understand Ooh. and I understand the timeline of that and what that means. So I, I the biggest example I give 
would be Tony Romo. That so they always say recovery is four to six weeks. I think they say maybe four to eight. And they always put these guys out at that four-week mark. But that's like the bare minimum that your collarbone is quote-unquote better. So one hit and it's literally just going to snap again. And I think that happened mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers too. I remember Tony Romo bro- literally broke it again. Um, but I remember t- Aaron Rodgers breaking it. So I, that one is personal for me. But the hammies. Because that's another one where it just lingers. Where you might be feeling okay when you're walking or you're, you know, you're doing light exercise. So you think it's fine. But the moment you try and sprint, I mean, it's, you feel it and you've re you've reignited the injury. I had a quad injury that I got playing kickball when the first season back from COVID and I kept running on it and I just kept making it worse and worse and worse. And I wasn't letting it heal and get better. So even though, yeah, a couple weeks, great. I'm glad it's not longer, but the the lingering injuries are terrifying. Uh, that's collarbone is not one that I would have expected, but you're totally right. And that's probably because I've never broken mine. And the thought of you breaking yours actually made me almost gag. It's just one of those things that's just too. disgusting sounding. Yeah. It's not fun. like it's one of those things where you just like clutch it and you're like, Oh no. But it really sounded like people were pretty sure it was going to be a torn hamstring, which is about as worst case scenario as it gets. But it seems like as as more comes out, it the news gets better. Um, it sounds like his chances of playing week one are really up in the air, but I think that's obviously much better to the alternative where we could see Jerry Judy miss the whole season or a large chunk of the season. Of course, I'm sure they will get second opinions on this, but this just, this was such a bad thing to come across today. And I didn't have any, any knowledge of it until you texted me because I was in the middle of class and I'm like, I'm like, now what now? What could have possibly have happened now? Yeah, I and I tweeted this out, and I also tweeted a picture from our Instagram account. The Broncos are literally Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, where we go in, we have all these, these especially wide receivers, but we'll throw Jonas Griffith in there, and just like one by one, first KJ Hamler's fallen into the chocolate factory, and then Tim Patrick is turning into a big blue ball. Um, then you know, then we have. Uh, Jonas Griffith. Well, I, I hate that movie. So I'm. Oh, jo- Jonas Griffith falls down the furnace, and then we now have Jerry Judy. What is what happens to that last little bugger? He gets stretched out, right? Or he shrinks himself so and stretches him back out. You, I hate that movie. Okay, Lindsay. I have to cre- credit Lindsay with the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> meme, but you went with the OG version. That's the murdery version. Yes, that's the murdery version. Um, I have not actually ever seen that one. And that's why you are you have turned out the way that <laughs> that you have <laughs> because that movie causes trauma. I watched <laughs> Tim Burton is one of my um like favorite filmmakers. I mean, well, I guess I sh- there is some controversy around Tim Burton, so maybe I don't love Tim Burton as a person, but I do love his movies. A very dark undertones and themes, and that just sounds like something that he would make. 
but um the I read the we read the book in school and I don't remember I, I'm gonna assume nothing murdery was in it for them to have us reading it like third grade but no no I am a trust me I have gone down so many rabbit holes about this that's what's so frightening about the original movie is in the book the kids survive and if you watch the original movies the kids so clearly do not live I mean Willy Wonka makes little comments like makes a comment about when the girl the little brat girl falls into the or like goes down in the bad egg shoot yeah and he literally tells the dad it's like a hundred feet drop and if she survives well hopefully she doesn't survive it or hopefully she doesn't go down into the furnace like these kids all die and in front of their parents if you notice too with each um transition to all the 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 rooms the like at one point they go in a boat there are just enough seats for the remaining people so they literally like had it planned out ahead of time that a kid was gonna die on each one it is so dark I don't understand how that is a children's movie. I think I need to watch this tonight, but isn't it just so ironic that the Johnny Depp version of a movie is actually the lighthearted version where you all see them come out at the end? Because I remember the bubblegum girl is all blue because the gum like went haywire and it was tester and the blueberry pie part of the gum made her like turn all blue and then the roly poly only kid gets rolled out and the, the I don't remember what happens to the D, the TV kid or the other really it's naughty girl but you see them all come out at the end at least but another bone I have to pick with that whole story and that's Roald, Roald Dahl the, the author is the problem of this is grandpa sits in sits in bed for like 25 years and the family is like barely surviving they are so poor but the second that the grandson wins this golden ticket his happy ass has jumped out of bed and is dancing in circles i just watching the newer version of the movie this just pissed me off so much yeah it's 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 a wild story and it's just it i remember being a kid and hating watching that movie because it would give me anxiety because even as a kid i picked up on like these kids probably don't survive. And so the fact that we have turned it into a beloved children's movie is insane to me. That is, wow. I, I I remember reading things like that online that the older one like alludes to that children are dying, but I never actually watched it just because the older one just gives me creepy vibes. Oh, it is. It's, it's so creepy. Like the Oompa it's Loompas so creepy. are creepy. Gene yeah. Wilder like is literally... What's he, Frankenstein in a movie? Yeah. He's creepy. He is. And yes, Johnny Depp's character, like, in the newer one, has the creepy vibe just because of how they make him look and act. But that's him as an actor. But the rest of it is, like, fine. Yeah, 100%. Because 100%. you're not wondering, are the kids being tortured and eaten by the Oompa Loompas? You don't think that. No, not at all. Not at all. Now you are all so much more intelligent that we have di- or dissected Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory for you. No, I'm like, I am a big proponent of getting the truth out about that movie. Uh, any chance I get <laughs> to go to like teach people and explain to them, I, I take. Um, I, I don't I, I think my Twitter bar 
I think my Twitter bio used to say Willy Wonka truther. <laughs> I think pretty... you should go put that back in there. <laughs> yeah, I should. Um, but back back to the Broncos. Let me let me read to you with Jerry Judy out and again. Thankfully, he's not out for the whole season, but God only knows. Like weeks could literally be two weeks, or it could be 17 weeks. Both mean weeks. Right. Both are more than one. You are not you are not wrong. Don't don't be too optimistic yet. We're pretty good at not being optimistic. So remaining on this roster, we have Brandon Johnson, who wasn't even on a practice squad last year, if I'm remembering that correctly. Marquez Calloway, who was on the Saints, uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Taylor Grimes, and of course our favorite Hall of Famer. Uh, uh, Kendall Hinton, and then also Marvin Mims. Who, I don't know. Who, I don't know how I missed writing that one. Down. Well, I think it's because I think he was so before all these injuries. I think he was being looked at more as like a punt returner, kick returner type of guy. And I just think with the more and more injuries, he's obviously being thrusted into um a more of a receiver role. But I do think if you look at the depth chart, that he is listed under punt like. He's more listed under the punt returner, kick returner part. So but I love that Kendall Hinton just finds a way to to for the team to need him year after year. <laughs> like I love him. He and he is he is good enough to be in the NFL, absolutely. But he just somehow finds a way for the team to need to keep him and for him to be called to the the active roster year after year because of injuries. And you know what? Like good on him. Kendall Hinton is literally the gift that keeps on giving. And I think the football gods with the sacrifice that Kendall Hinton made in that game against the Saints during the COVID season, where he literally played quarterback as a practice squad wide receiver, he made the ultimate sacrifice and was tortured and terrorized by people on social media. So the football gods said, hey, you know what, we're going to do you a solid because you went through all that. And you're going to be on an NFL roster for life. I mean, this, I mean, Kendall Hinton, this is going to be his fourth. If he, if he makes the roster and even if he doesn't, I'm sure he's, he'll be on the practice squad. This would be his fourth season with the Denver Broncos. He was undrafted. Like again, not real, not he's good enough to be in the NFL, but he's only started in six, six games in his career. Um, And the average, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the average career of an undrafted football player I I cannot imagine is very long and I also imagine it's typically not four seasons with the same team he is he is an anomaly in in many many ways but I think that kind of poses the question you know you just kind of read who the Broncos have right now there are some surprising names out there that are still free agents a couple making news this week or one of them I should say and I'm going to drop those names to you but I'm I want to know where you're at if the Broncos need to be looking at somebody else a lot of people think they do so Kenny Galladay is available Jarvis Landry Sammy Watkins Julio Jones and then Nikhil Harry who was former first round pick drafted by the Patriots was released by the Vikings this week he has struggled in the NFL since being drafted in 2019 he doesn't have a season where he's re- had more than 300, 310 receiving yards. His, his career best is 309, but he's 25 years old. 
And, you know, I think it's he could be one of those players that's just looking for the right system. You know, it's kind of a maybe give the guy the benefit of the doubt like Kendall Hinton. But I, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. You know, with Marvin Mims and the other guys, do you think the Broncos are kind of sitting okay right now? I personally think that the Broncos really need to at least be evaluating who's out there. Absolutely you know, should people, be evaluating. People raised their eyebrows when nothing happened after the Tim Patrick injury. So I think for it to go the same way again, if the Broncos don't make a significant move here, it's not going to look very good. And people are really going to be scratching their heads more so than they were when nothing much happened when Tim Patrick went down. Yeah. And I think I think I'm going to pick a very surprising selection. Now, again, if this was three, four years ago, obviously maybe even two years ago, I'm taking Julio Jones, right? Like no questions asked. I would, that's who I would pick. I think I'm going to surprise you with who I pick here, Shelby. Okay. I'm listening. I think I'd go Kenny Galladay. I think that's a valid choice. He's He's 29. He's 29. He's had, I'm looking at his stats right here. Um, You know, obviously, since he signed that massive deal, I think it was in 2021. No, when, no, no, no. 2021, when he left the Detroit to be with the Giants, he, he, he you know, 2019, he had just under 1,200 yards. He had 116 targets, 11 touchdowns. If you look at the rest of his seasons, that's never happened again. However, I, I th- again, I'm going with upside because these picks, and I'm and I'm not saying I'm I'm picking the savior of the team. I'm looking at this of, mm-hmm. okay, who could have some high highs? That that's literally what I'm basing this off of. And to me, I just think Kenny Galladay has the most upside in this situation. I think so too. I mean, really, any of these guys. I think you know a lot of the ones that I listed, aside from Nikhil Harry are sitting in the 29 to 30 year old age age range and you know bring somebody in that has expertise and that's been around the block a few times that's ready to come in and make a even a just short contribution it might be better to start with a older veteran and you know i know 30 seems to be like 75 i know but I like Kenny Galladay for that purpose. You know, Kenny Galladay. It's insane, though. Since that, Landry, either since, one, really. Yeah, since that 2019 season, though, he only has three touchdowns in 31 games that he's played in. That is nuts. But I will say to Kenny Galladay's um, defense that he's played for some real shit teams. Yeah, no, exactly. So I'm like, throw him in with Russell Wilson. Now, granted, I would like to ha- him to have a little bit more time since he hasn't been on a team. So he hasn't been in any sort of training camp. So that's a little concerning. Um, yeah. But I we're going to pretend that he's just been training his ass off <laughs> on his own. Hypothetically speaking. Yeah, I think that's who I'd go with. I think it'd be fun. Um, but if the, so Bronco, the Broncos don't do anything, that to me means they true like they don't 
think this season's going to go well, and I don't like that. And that also doesn't seem like what a move Sean Payton and George Payton would do. So I would be very shocked. Um, The Tim, when you know, when Timmy went down, I was kind of like, all right, well, you do have Jerry Judy and you do have Cortland Sutton, and if we, if Marvin Mims ends up being Marvin Mims, oh my gosh, I can't believe we didn't even mention Jalen Virgil. We're we're getting there. I just it just dawned on me. We're getting there. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we've that's how many injuries this team has had. To be fair, I did list that below Jerry Judy. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even put that on the meme today because I had forgotten about him. Wow, they really are Willy Wonka. Yeah. Willy Wonka's wide receiver feast. Gosh, I I cannot believe I forgot Jalen Virgil. But yeah, I literally, there was a lot of upside in these smaller guys. So I, I could kind of look past it at this point. No, because what happens if Cortland Sutton goes down? Literally, Marvin Mims is your number one receiver and he has not even touched an NFL field yet or an NFL game. Exactly. Yet. exactly. I think it would be irresponsible. And we'll just make it a quick side note since Lindsay just mentioned it um, earlier or in the preseason game against the Niners. Yes. Wide receiver Jalen Virgil tore his meniscus. Um, Broncos did make a move signing an XFL receiver, uh, Josh Hammond. Still not enough for me to, no. for them to justify not doing anything in the wake of this situation. And I'm going to be concerned and frankly pissed off if that's the most that happens. And I do think it's going to lend some belief that maybe they're already seeing the season as a sinking boat. Which I don't and like. I don't like that either. And I think it's irresponsible. If, if And this is a hypothetical, I'm not pointing fingers because we don't even know they're thinking this way, but I think it would be an irresponsible move and it would be unfair to Russell Wilson. I think yeah. everyone's kind of in agreement that this is Russell Wilson's last year to prove that he has not fallen off the face of the earth. And he's looked solid in preseason. I think it would be doing a major disservice to him and to be Frank fucking him over. Yeah. If and, you they know- just do nothing about it. Yeah, I just thought of another name, though, Shelby, and he's older. He is 32. He's 32. Let me see if when does he turn 33? Okay, yeah. So he's newly 32 because his birthday's in April. What about just saying F it and going with Josh Gordon? Like, he looked great as a Seattle dragon. Or what are they called? The Seattle Sea Dragon. It's not Kraken. That's the hockey team. Oops. This is how much I know. Yeah, I can't believe you even had an idea. And I mean, what's the difference? I mean, last season he had, you know, in week one, he had six receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown. In week three, he caught a 65 yard touchdown from Ben DiNucci. Could have that. Okay. They could be reunited. Okay. And it was a game winner with 58 seconds left, and they ended up winning that game. So I think that would be fun. Okay, fair enough. So. A little more, um, something that I thought was kind of interesting today that jumped up on my Twitter timeline. So, you know, Jerry Judy's been the talk of the day. Jerry Judy posted, and Jerry Judy doesn't post a lot on social media. Yes. But he posted, and whenever he does, it seems to be something that's just cryptic as shit. Yes. It ends up being really controversial. Yeah. Um, Like the time that everyone roasted the shit out of him for missing voluntary workouts when he was literally at the hospital because either... I don't remember which one it was. I think his mother was in the hospital. And it's like, hey, feel like shit, people. Like, people yeah. uh, people just need to go outside and touch grass. But anyway, um, so all he posts is a laughing face. And I haven't seen any more context. So I'm kind of wondering what's up with that. 
I'm assuming people are probably talking shit because that's what they do. And that's probably what he's responding to. But I want to know. I'm dying. I know. To. I know. I know. Is Maybe that like he's a laughing? Maybe he's laughing because it's not serious at all. That's my hope. I think it's a little um unrealistic. But or he's just laughing at like, can you believe this is what's happening? I know. This is my life. Yeah. It, it's insane. Insane. I just I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick Another... of like like, I, if we're going to suck, I want it to be because we suck. And I'm so I over know. this what could have been feeling. That, what, I think what, that's... what ifs? Yes. There's so many what ifs. And, you know, it, it goes back to Drew Locke and to nameless other things. What would have happened if the Broncos wouldn't have hired Nathaniel Hackett last year? We still It's still up in the air who was more at fault between him and Russell Wilson. I, I think we all have our opinions and our thoughts. But we're not going to know until... I mean, maybe never for sure. We'll, we'll have something we lean more towards depending on what happens with Sean Payton this season and if Sean Payton can get the best out of Russell Wilson. But it's just so much things we will never know. Well, I I mean, I think I'm pretty – I feel pretty confident that it was Nathaniel Hackett. Now, I, I do th- too. I just – certain things and the fact that they look so much better with Jerry Rosberg there for two, three weeks or whatever it was. I know. Um, night and day difference to me i did finally watch hard knocks and it was funny as a broncos fan that there was so much broncos content in the first episode because they brought up that interview and uh they do this they were playing this game where and they're trying they're i don't know they're playing like i think they're like throwing a football and trying to get points or something and they they bust each other's balls so they might say like if aaron Rodgers is throwing someone might say your family or whatever and they show the scene (laughs) (laughs) where nathaniel hackett yeah, they showed they showed a scene where it's Nathaniel Hackett's turn, and somebody yelled Sean Payton. Um, so it's very top of mind, and it was it would really suck if because that game week five, man, I am so excited for that game. I have a kickball tournament in Vegas that weekend. I already told my team I am leaving first thing Sunday morning because I need to be back in time for that game. It will really suck if it's literally. Russell Wilson and Kendall Hinton and Brandon Johnson and. Uh, Lil Jum- Jordan Humphrey versus Aaron Rodgers and Brees Hall. You know, it's just please don't, please don't put us through that. I know it just it just feels like the football gods don't like Denver. No, not not at all. Um, and some good news though, uh, Mike McGlinchey returned to practice for the first time since August eighth after a knee sprain. Um, I know that um, Sean Payton was saying they're going to be careful, which God better, like you better be careful. I mean, at this point I'm like, I don't care. We should just quit the, the last preseason game. Like I let's just forfeit yeah. opponent has left the match. And that, that is another thing. I think, you know, um, Broncos end preseason with the Rams on Saturday. If I see a starter out on that field, I am going to lose my shit. Yeah, for sure. It's that we've already played with fire, and the fire has um, consumed everything, just like the random fire at Empowered Field. Was it a year ago? Yeah. That's that's how it feels like things are going on right now. Just random fire everywhere in the seats and all over. And Yeah. yeah that's, that's, a, that's a live look at the Broncos training or practice right now. So... Mike Mugliucci coming back is huge news, but I'm holding my breath 
Russell Wilson has got to have the offensive line healthy to keep him clean. You know, Garibalds is coming back from a pretty bad injury. And, you know, unfortunately, people have been giving him a really hard time because he's been kind of struggling in the preseason. Would like to remind people, would you like to trade places and see if you can do better? Because I bet you can't. But it's just, it's scary. You know, Bowles is coming back from a pretty serious injury. McGlinch is coming back from a knee injury. And, you know, of course, it's nothing like missing the whole season like Garrett Bowles did. But one or the other goes down for serious time. And now the sinking boat is on fire. Yep. Like the Broncos Stadium last year. Yes, a million trillion percent. I, yeah. Now, especially, go ahead. You know how the Bible has like the burning bush? I do. It just feels like the burning field was was an omen of like a billion other things to come. Like the the random seat fire. Yeah. Has now become like the anthem of the Denver Broncos. I know, and it's like, what do I just, what do we, I don't, like, it's just nonstop for so many years, and I just, what do we do? I think we need to ask John Elway, who sold his soul to the devil. Yeah. Sorry, John, if you're listening to this, I love you. Come on the podcast. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'd love that. We should probably, um, we should probably ride off the podcast with some oh. positive news i was gonna make a pun about john elway riding down the street on that scooter, oh! like, riding riding oh. into the sunset like john elway on a scooter but i couldn't word it properly but there it is there you go i You're love welcome. that i love that so the other hot mess news. yeah <laughs> the other hot mess the denver hot messes so uh former broncos linebacker randy gratishar was announced as a senior committee finalist for the 2024 um, Hall of Fame class. So with senior committee members, all they need is a yes or a no. So it's expected to just kind of be a formality. And if the committee says no on it, now we do have confirmation that the committee has a bias against Denver, which we've which we've suspected for a long time. You know, um, Randy Gratishar spent his entire career with Denver. He was a centerpiece to the the Orange Crush defense, which is a legendary defense. It's one of the most notable things about Denver Broncos football. And there's numerous members of that group that are sitting waiting their turn. We still have guys from the 90s Super Bowl still waiting their turn. I mean, just a few years ago, we were talking about if Terrell Davis was ever going to get in or not. And it almost sounded like they were leaning towards no because his career wasn't very long, unfortunately, due to his health. And, you know, the same the same conversation, to be fair, did happen with like Calvin Johnson. But it just feels like, you know, for for the Broncos being one of the winningest franchises, I mean, they've made. Multiple Super Bowls, eight. The Broncos have been in eight Super Bowls think so can you imagine the conversation about denver if we would have won even two more of them any anyway but one of the winningest franchises especially when pat bolin was under um rule i don't know why i said under rule like it's some (laughs) ancient (laughs) ancient society because it feels like it at this point that was my cat oh my gosh (laughs) yeah it feels like (laughs) us winning as an ancient society because it's been so long but 
Broncos had one of the best win-loss records over the modern football era. And as of like a few years ago, had a handful of guys in the Hall of Fame. Yep. It just feels wrong. I I felt that. <laughs> what just happened there, I totally felt that. Well, so my cat, so for those at home, I just threw a piece of clothing at my cat because she recently destroyed my birth certificate. She literally clawed it up. I had to pay $44 to order another one. So now I'm so suspicious. And I could see her playing with something under my dresser. And I, I just, I'm concerned. So she, anytime she looks suspicious now, I'm throwing a shirt at her. So, yes, it, it's good news to see the guys finally getting their due. I and totally agree. Going. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's the problem, right? Maybe once he gets in. That's when the tide turns. And we know Mile High Prophet has nobody has worked harder for this to happen than him. Amen. He will deserve most of the credit. We'll we'll give the rest to Randy, but he deserves a good portion of the credit <laughs> when this yes, happens. That's fair. Yeah, I I Shelby, I'm really hoping the next time we talk, there are no there are no injuries to speak of. I hope not. I hope not. You know, I've, I'm a little concerned with, it sounds like the Rams have kind of been running circles around the Broncos at practice. Um, again, it's preseason, it's practice. God only knows what that means. I, I think for me, I'm just a little concerned about habits forming because even, Again, it's just practice, but I do think once certain habits are formed, it's very hard to break that, and that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with talent. And the fact that the Broncos have lost both their preseason games by one point, and again, I think I'm trying to recall the first one. I know the second one, they lost like last second, and I'm pretty sure the first game was like that too. Again, they have at that point, you have people in that are not might not even see the field come the actual season but it is a little concerning that they're losing at the very last second and not finishing the job and so all of these little again these are just little things but in them adding up and and maybe i'm just extra cautious because of how disappointed we were last year but all of it adding up i'm starting to get a little anxious and then you throw in the jerry judy injury and i'm like i this i am a little nervous I know, I know. We can only hope for better days ahead. Yes, yes. Um, we're so today is the twenty fourth. Let's see the Bronco. Let me pull it up. So let me let me see what we got. So remaining. So we have the Broncos on Saturday. We'll play the Rams, and then from there they will kick off the regular season September tenth against the Raiders. It is so close. I can almost taste it. I know. Yes, I, I, I just I hate this. I hate. I, ah, I, I like. I think our last episode we were really starting to feel feel ourselves and feel the Broncos, and I just I hate that we're going into the season more and more concerned. But life sure has a way of humbling us every time we get excited, doesn't it? I know, I know, it really does. But again, Jerry Judy is not out. Mere crazier things have happened. Who knows? Maybe can maybe this is Brandon Johnson is secretly. I'm trying to think 
Um, oh my gosh, who Wes Welker? Maybe Brandon Johnson turns out to be a Wes Welker. Just a yeah, un you know an unclaimed gem who just needed a chance. Yes, let's let's hope let's let's hope that either one of these guys really blossoms. Let's hope that the Broncos make some kind of move that's notable you know bring in somebody that you know can can make an instant impact and let's hope that Cortland Sutton stays healthy because it's all oh, I know he doesn't yeah oh, if, Cortland, if Cortland Sutton goes just bury me I, I I'm done <laughs> for the season I can't I literally cannot yep. we'll see you next year <laughs> yeah I just this podcast will be canceled everything will be canceled but Shelby, I tonight in about five minutes are going to be hopping on with our good friend Ty from the Incomplete Podcast. So I say we wrap things up here. Uh, everybody, make sure that you are following the show on Instagram and Twitter at the Crush Pod. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And please, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star rating and review. We really appreciate it. You can follow me at Lindsay Bebo. Shelby, where can the people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at Shelby Manning PO. Love that. And so Shelby, do you, I have my piece of advice. Uh, do you, do you want me to go first? You, you can go first. Yeah. So mine will just, it's a full circle moment. What I talked about at the beginning of the show. My advice is have your speech saved. If it's on your phone in two different places so that if you do accidentally delete it, there's no panic. There's no cursing. You just open another app. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Good planning. Yeah. Strategy. We like it. So mine is random, but we're just going to go with the flow. It usually is. So I think um, this is a football podcast. So I think this is totally appropriate to talk about. Since the last time we spoke, um, a pretty big bombshell NFL story dropped. Um, everybody's familiar with Michael Orr's story you know it turned Lionside was a giant movie Michael Orr's book was a bestseller um if if you haven't seen the film the the story I'll just give you a really quick recap um Michael Orr was an at-risk youth that was taken in by a family and I do think it is um just for context I do think it is important to say that Michael Orr is is black and this family that took him in is white just because that's been brought up so many times. And the story that we were led to believe is that they adopted him. You know, he was about 17 years old and they adopted him or there was going to be some kind of investigation by the NCAA because Mike Laura was amazing at football. And I, I, I know the movie is missing context. Michael Laura even says that in his book that, the movie makes it look like he just woke up, went to practice one time and was amazing at football. And that wasn't the case. And so all these colleges are wanting him in the movie. And now the NCAA is wondering if the family just took him in for that purpose. So that's when they adopt him in the movie or it's been a minute since I've seen the movie. So I'm probably missing parts, but anyway, um, Last week, Michael Orr filed a lawsuit against the family that adopted him, claiming they never adopted him and that instead he was placed under a conservatorship, which we are all very familiar with that term because of the Britney Spears story and that they were controlling all of the money and that he never actually saw any money from the Blindside movie. So 
I am really trying to be to not pass any judgment on this story because there's so much we don't know. And just from the get-go on both sides, there are so many questions I have. You know, my first question was, you know, did he just find out that he was not actually adopted by them? Just the timing of the story breaking was really weird to me, so I'm really following this to see what happens. I guess I shouldn't say that I'm really following it because I, no, I, I haven't I, been like checking I, the headlines, but... Oh, I have, so it's all good. We no totally we've been on this so so i guess the one thing that i had said to Lindsay when we were talking about this and i promise there was a point to this is that um it's going to be really easy to prove or disprove this at least the part where they never adopted him because the the evidence is in the paper trail yeah so it's interesting to see where this is going to go but my point is you know that movie was a huge success major Sandra Bullock. I want to say Sandra Bullock won an Oscar for best actress that year. Yep. So all of a sudden there is this, um, there was this like thing on social media where people, people were calling for Sandra Bullock's Oscar to be revoked because what's being said in the movie is not true. And my advice for people is show some empathy And the reason I say show some empathy is because while all of this was going on, Sandra Bullock had just lost her longtime boyfriend and like literally just happened. And then like the two days later, people are calling for her Oscar to be taken away. And I want to remind people, even a movie that's based on a true story is simply only based on a true story. They are not the character. And even like, again, nonfiction movies are not all nonfiction. Things are changed even in like movies that aren't highly controversial like this one now is. Just be kind. Yeah. And remember, Hollywood is Hollywood. Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. What you said. None of this stuff is ever, it's all, I don't know. It's all fat. I think I saw someone that said based on a true story is just if a portion of what, a fictionalized version of what happened and if the people were more attractive. Exactly. Based on a true story is literally based on a true story. Yep. Well, Shelby, I got to hop on and go do incomplete, but I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Shelby, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Welcome back to teaching to you and all the teachers out there, including my (laughs) mother, because I found out she listens. Um, But we, we love you all and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.